What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. WrestleMania is taking over Cowboys Stadium this weekend, with an estimated 200,000 people from 47 countries getting together for the biggest event in pro wrestling. So I wanted to break down the business. The WWE did more than a billion dollars in revenue last year, and it publicly said they want to be the marvel of pro sports. I really enjoy digging into this fascinating business, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. But before we get into it, let's quickly run through today's sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. Whoop is a 24-7 personalized fitness wearable that's here to help you improve your recovery, sleep, fitness, and health. It's the one tech product that I wear 24-7. Here's how it works. Each day when you get up, Whoop gives you a recovery score based on your sleep, resting heart rate, respiratory rate, and heart rate variability. Your score lets you know how to approach your day, whether you should push yourself during your workout or activity, or if you should skip the gym and take a rest day. You wear your Whoop on your wrist, bicep, or now within one of their new smart clothing garments called Whoop Body. The band connects with an app on your phone, and it automatically measures your heart rate, calories, and activity levels throughout the day. The band also automatically detects and classifies your workouts, so there's never an issue in forgetting to press go on a run anymore. You can then analyze your activity levels in the app. There's also a ton of coaching features within it like Strain Coach, which gives you target workout exertion goals tailored to your body's recovery level for that day. Those goals change over the course of the day, depending on how active you've been. That coaching is where Roop really shines. Whether you're interested in how CBD or alcohol impacts your sleep and recovery, or you're just wondering how long of a run you should go on, Whoop is there to provide you with personalized data to make sure you're aware of the impact these decisions have on your body. And Whoop is now offering 15% off their new Whoop 4.0 right now with the code Joe at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com and enter Joe, J-O-E, at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, and now feel healthier with Whoop. All right, let's get into this episode. Joe Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of Joe Pompliano and his guests are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion by Joe or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. What's up, everyone? WrestleMania 38 is taking place in Arlington, Texas at Cowboy Stadium this weekend. So I want to spend a few minutes and just break down the business of WWE, the World Wrestling Entertainment. It's one of the biggest businesses in sports. The world's largest professional wrestling organization reported more than $1 billion in revenue last year. That's up 12% year over year, and it was the highest annual revenue total in the company's 42-year history. They finished the year with $327 million in operating income before depreciation and amortization, OIBDA. They released guidance for $360 million to $375 million in OIBDA this year, and they returned more than $200 million in capital to shareholders through share repurchases and dividends. In simple terms, it was a monster year for the WWE, even with COVID-19 causing fans to miss live events for the first six plus months of the year. And when it comes to revenue, they're making more money than ever. Again, this year was the first time they've ever crossed a billion dollars in revenue, but that's up significantly from a decade ago. In 2010, they brought in an inflation-adjusted $585 million of revenue. In 2011, it was the same. They didn't cross $750 million of revenue till 2015. And now, for the first time in their company's history, they've crossed a billion dollars in revenue. And from a profitability standpoint, their net income looks better than ever. This year, they had net income of 180 million. That's up from an inflation-adjusted 136 million last year and 82 million the year before. This is the first time in history that they've crossed 150 million. 
and they did 180 million in net income. And when it comes to the stock, it's been just as active. After idling in and around the mid-20s for nearly two decades, WWE has watched its stock price triple over the last five years. And with it closing at 62.44 on Thursday night, the stock has almost doubled from its March 2020 pandemic low. But here's the craziest part. I think the WWE is just getting started. Chief Executive Vince McMahon, who bought the company from his father in 1982 and has run it since, hired Nick Khan last year as president of the WWE. Khan previously led the television division at Creative Artist Agency, CAA. His experience and expertise made an immediate impact. The WWE shut down its in-house streaming network, which had about 1.1 million subscribers in the U.S., and signed a five-year deal with NBC's Peacock, which is worth more than $1 billion in total. That tripled their subscriber base overnight, and with the WWE Network and Peacock both priced at $9.99 a month, it was even a great deal for fans. They got the same wrestling content they were previously paying for and gained access to Peacock's entire entertainment library for free. That was just step one, though. Since then, Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, and the rest of the WWE executive team have been busy. They signed a big licensing deal with Fanatics. They pivoted to a new strategy for premium live events, focusing on staging these events in large stadiums rather than small arenas. That should 3 to 4x their gate revenue, from 1.5 million to 5 million plus, at marquee events like SummerSlam. But they also signed a deal with Blockchain Creative Labs to launch an NFT marketplace using their digital IP. They agreed to a consumer product deal with Panini to become the exclusive provider of WWE trading cards, and they invested heavily in their social product and growth. WWE now has more than 500 million followers on Facebook, 226 million on Instagram, 221 million on Twitter, 87 million on YouTube, and 16 million on TikTok. That's more than 1 billion social media followers in total, and it makes WWE one of the world's largest digital properties globally, proving that their strategy is paying off. Now, this weekend, nearly 200,000 people from 47 countries will descend on Arlington, Texas for the first full-capacity two-day WrestleMania event in history. It's the second time that Cowboys Stadium has hosted the greatest spectacle in sports entertainment, and the Dallas Sports Commission says this year's event is projected to generate more than $200 million for the local economy. And if you look at the numbers, this event is just as big as the NCAA title game and the Super Bowl. It averages the last few years 100,000 people attending. Again, it's a two-day event. This is going to be massive. So WrestleMania is one of the biggest events in American sports annually. The numbers prove that. But WWE has an even more significant opportunity in content. Sure, they signed a licensing deal with Disney Plus Hotstar in January. That will make their network accessible to millions of fans in the Asia-Pacific region. Still, I think the bigger opportunity is scripted and unscripted television. The Wall Street Journal reported yesterday that WWE is starting to produce fictionalized TV shows. Why? They want to generate more revenue outside of the wrestling ring and capitalize on streaming services, growing hunger for fresh content. Maybe that doesn't incrementally change WWE's financial outlook, but WWE undoubtedly sits on a treasure trove that includes some of the world's most premium and unique IP. They publicly admit they want to be like Marvel, the failing comic book company that became a box office behemoth through film, TV, and theme parks. And this is the first step in WWE attempting to replicate their success. So we all know WWE has the IP, but can they build the catalog and monetize it? My guess is yes. They already have more than 10 shows in the works. And with the supply and demand equation fundamentally shifting content prices higher due to the rise of streaming, their unique cast of personalities will command a premium. This doesn't mean they will blow financial expectations out of the water. I'm not an equity analyst. I don't own any of the stock. This isn't financial advice, and you should do your own research. But Vince McMahon has built an incredible business. And I certainly wouldn't bet against them. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I appreciate you listening to The Joe Palm Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss any episodes going forward. 
And if you are looking for additional content, check out my daily newsletter at readhuddleup.com or follow me on Twitter at Joe Pompliano. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time.